Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host who put the nut in health nut, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. I'm your host, William Mitchell. Last week, it was a best of, but I still looked at goal setting and how to set a goal that will challenge you, but not discourage you. So if you're setting your New Year's goals and you think that that would be something you're interested in, you need to go back and check out last week's podcast. Now this week, I'm going to look at weight loss. The most popular New Year's resolutions for 2023, 52% said they wanted to exercise more. 50% said they wanted to eat better, and 40% said they wanted to lose weight. Now, there were more, but those were the top three. And if you continue to listen to the Making Fitness Funder podcast throughout the year, I can and hopefully will help you with all three of those. But today, I want to concentrate on weight loss because that seems to be something that most people are interested in. Now, weight loss is very simple. You simply eat fewer calories than you burn. If you burn more calories than you take in, you're going to lose weight. It's that simple. You see all these things about there's a secret to this diet and there's a secret to that diet and there's that one food you're missing or there's that one food you're eating that if you eat it, you'll never lose weight. And all of these people come up with these things and most of them are well-intended And they try something and it works. They think that's the secret. Well, almost, or actually not almost, every one of those diets, the thing it has in common is you're going to eat fewer calories than you burn. Therefore, the diet will work. Now, some of them are not healthy. Most of them are fine. Um, So we're going to discuss some of the things that make a good diet. Some of the things that are pitfalls for diets, and then we're probably going to look at a few specific diets. So I'm going to get started. I would say the first major thing to look at whenever you're trying to decide what kind of eating plan to use to reduce your weight is, does it affect my overall relationship with food? Does it make certain foods out to be bad and certain foods out to be much better? Um, Now, In reality, there probably are some foods that aren't as good for you. Um, I'll pick on Doritos because they're one of my favorites. They're probably not that great for you compared to fruits and vegetables. However, to totally vilify um, any food, I'll stick with Doritos, to totally vilify Doritos and say that you could never, ever eat them again, that starts to give you a really bad relationship with food and, and and can eventually lead to eating disorders. So we want to make sure that we're not being too hard on any one particular group of food. And I know that almost all of the modern diets, all the ones, not all of them, but most of the the diets that you see, they totally vilify carbohydrates. If you eat any carbohydrates, then you're doomed. You'll never lose weight. I do want you to know that when you look at the research, the diets that restrict carbohydrates and the diets that restrict fat both have about the same amount of weight loss and the same amount of weight regained after the diet is over. So it is not a magic bullet to say, well, I'm going to give up eating bread. Um, You could just as soon give up eating butter. And either one of them, as long as you're cutting back the calories, is going to help you. 
Now, the next thing is you want to make sure that you don't have too severe of a calorie restriction. Um, best thing to do is have between 500 and 1,000 calories a day in deficit. I wouldn't recommend anything more than 1,000 calories a day. As a matter of fact, I don't even recommend up to 1,000 calories a day simply because your body really doesn't want to lose weight. In Up until fairly recently, starvation was a very real threat, and especially among humans, because our brains, even though you know, we may not think we're that smart, our brains are big, and our brains use a lot of energy, much more so than the other animals. So we needed to have some way to store energy. So we store our energy as fat, and anytime there's a reduction in calories, um, because there was a famine, we would have fat stored to survive. So anytime we don't have enough calories, whether it's a diet or whether it's actual famine, your body thinks, oh no, we are starving. And so it starts to do everything it possibly can to preserve its fat stores. So one of the things it will do is it'll start burning up muscle before it burns up fat. And so to combat that, I recommend, and I think it's a very good recommendation, it's, it's backed up by all the science, that half of your calorie uh, deficit should be due to increased exercise. Because if you increase the exercise, you'll spare the muscle tissue. And you should actually be doing some resistance exercising in here to spare the muscle tissue so your body doesn't just burn up muscle, which you need, and keep the fat. The other thing is, if you severely cut back calories like um, they did a study of people who had been on The Biggest Loser and they had cut back calories so significantly that five years later, these people had very altered metabolisms. So they weren't burning as much energy as they were before they went on The Biggest Loser. And that's why a lot of them had regained the fat. So you don't want to cut back enough to alter your metabolism. You just want to cut back a little bit and lose the weight gradually. Um, say if you cut back 500 calories, well, actually if you cut back 250 calories and you increase your exercise 250 calories, you're going to lose a pound a week. If you lose a pound a week for two months, you've lost eight pounds. That's a lot of fat that you have lost. That's how many calories you need to cut back. What are some other things you need to do to make sure that your diet is successful? The next one is make sure you get enough protein. You can cut back on your carbs. You can cut back on your fat. You shouldn't cut back on your protein. One is it helps you to feel fuller, so you're less likely to cheat on your diet. And the other thing is you absolutely have to have the protein. Um, how much is enough? For the average person, 30 grams per meal, three meals a day, so 90 grams. But you don't want to just eat 90 grams of protein once and then not eat anymore. Um, you, so that's when I say 30 grams, three meals a day. Now, if you happen to be intermittent fasting, which we'll probably talk about uh, next week, but if you happen to be intermittent fasting, you're going to have to bulk up your uh, protein to where you get your protein in a shorter amount of time. And the last thing to make sure your diet is successful is you need to make sure you're getting in plenty of fruits and vegetables because as you cut back the amount you're eating, you also cut back the amount of nutrients you're getting in and you're not going to get in enough vitamins and minerals and that can cause a problem. Matter of fact, that can even help um, slow down your metabolism 
and prevent weight loss. So if you want to make sure that you're getting the weight loss, you need to make sure you're getting enough vitamins and minerals, and most of those come from your fruits and vegetables. Well, some water are some reasons that diets fail. First one is they're just too restrictive. I mean, you decide I'm going to cut back a thousand calories a day on food. I'm not going to eat this. I'm not going to eat that. You know, whatever it is, I'm going to give up so much stuff that after a couple of weeks, you're like to heck with. I'd rather be fat. So you just give up. Um, And I've already talked about not having enough calories. Another one is that you don't exercise, so you lose muscle. Another one is you do not have enough nutrition. So the basic thing is you've got to pick a diet that you can stick to. It can't be too restrictive. It can't be, you know, for me, I could not go on the Brussels sprout diet because I simply hate Brussels sprouts. Um, If you say if bread is one of your favorite things in the world and you pick a diet that will not allow you to eat any bread, that diet is going to fail because eventually you're going to say, I don't care. I want a big old loaf of French bread and you're going to binge on it. So don't pick anything that is too restrictive and don't cut back so much that through the entire day you're thinking, I am going to starve to death. Next week, I'm going to look at some of the most popular diets and the pros and cons for them. Um, there, It just depends on the person that's doing the diet as to whether it is a great diet or not. So we'll look at them and see. And until then, I hope this will make your fitness just a little bit funner. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing... Please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.